Welcome to the Unusual Creatures Podcast, a podcast about the unusual creatures that fall in love, stay, stray, come back, and sometimes leave this insane business of artistry and show. Against all odds, our guests have persevered and told stories using their mediums of choice. Now, these are their stories and our stories. The incredible people who you might know by sight, whose names you may not recognize, whose work you've definitely experienced or will one day experience. Art is a ripple effect, and these artists' creativity makes a lasting impact. Let's hear more. Good morning, good evening, good night, ladies, gentlemen, lovely non-binary humans, however you identify, we welcome you to the Unusual Creatures Podcast. Today, and always, sometimes, my name is Jenny Gomez. And I am forever Thomas Day. <laughs> also, sometimes. We have different names sometimes, and we don't want to get we, into that. We have different personalities sometimes. <laughs> De- oh, depending on the... Uh, depending on the... Well, if, if, whether it's been vodka, tequila, or rum, I could be, yeah. you know, any person. <laughs> sometimes Tom is Captain fucking Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I left that shit behind, girl. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> you can't do the spiced rum. Okay, I can't enough. do the spiced rum, and I can't do... I was just bringing this up the other day. Like, I can't do tequila... I have a I have an open bar wedding coming up, and I was like, I just got to remember, no tequila, bitch, because mm-hmm. that's <laughs> famous last words as the lime and the salt enter his mouth, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, past twenty five, I love you, darling, but I have no faith in you staying away from anything at an open I, bar. What, <laughs> <laughs> including the bartender and I'm like, that's, that's also gonna go in your mouth if you play your cards right. <laughs> i know right I, you know what's funny do you find like you know past 25 i there i remember um there was like a definitely a window of time where like i would have any shot you gave me and now mm-hmm. when people are like shots i'm like oh wait let me get out a notebook let me look at google what's in it I'm like, no, no, like mind erasers and like Goldschlager. Even just saying it right now, it gives me the shit. Oh my God, that's some like, 90s <laughs> shit. The kids are just like eating Molly as shots now. I don't even think do people take shots. Like, I can't remember the last time I took a shot. Really? I, I think know. so. It's been yeah, a while. I go to fancy cocktail bars now. I sold my soul to the devil, so I spend too much money on cocktails. Yeah, she, goes, <laughs> she takes out people to just. <laughs> The lunches that cost ten thousand dollars and she forgets. And that's what, like, I do. Yeah, I've done that. Not ten thousand. Five thousand though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all oh, the life. Has it been? Has it been a good week for you this week, Jenny? It's been a good week. It's been a good week. Um, I'm still like, I mean, the state of the world has me in a little bit of a headspace, but like, but here we are, we're talking about happy things. So I'm, it's been, we're living in, in strange times. And so I have days where, oh, everything's going to fall apart and it's going to be the handmaid's tale. And I'm going to be living in Gilead and there's going to send my Latin ass like out to the prairie to like clean up all the toxic waste. That's, I'm not going to be like in bed with anybody. You're not, you're not even going to be in Aunt Lydia. You're not no, even. <laughs> they won't. They won't. Maybe, maybe they'll put me in a kitchen that feels appropriate for the racists to do <laughs> i have these latin hotel maids scrubbing arms you know they're gonna be like she is cleaning bathrooms but there's some days that i that i'm hopeful that like in moments of turbulence and change is like when these inflection points happen and when bravery and courage becomes paramount and i so i have hope that like out of the ashes will we will rise but i yeah, it's a good Until- days and bad days it's good days and bad days well we are um uh- um, for everyone who's listening, we are three days when this airs. We are three days away from Jennifer's 
big 4-0 birthing day. Yes. So happy early birthing. Happy early Jenny Gomez day. Oh my God. Thank you. I've been and celebrating all year because I'm a Leo and I'm a narcissist. I hope by the time this airs, you're drowning in a pool of tequila. <laughs> Just you and your husband are having a fabulous time ringing in, ringing in. You're, and you're hopeful. You're, we discussed this last week. You're, you're still hopeful. You're, you're enjoying this turning point. I am. I am. I think 40 is a good year for, I, I, I am, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to my 40s. Like I feel more comfortable in my skin than I ever have before. Um, and that's something to celebrate. And I think that's a good thing. So so yeah, I'm not as like lost and floating in the wind as I was in my like 20s. And that's a little bit in my 30s. But so I'm good. I'm feeling good. good. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Thank happy you birthday, boo. Thank you, honey. And, and I think this is a great segue into the person we have this week who um, who has, who has I, you know, she's always been somebody who has so grabbed life and lived it no matter what. It's one of the things I've always admired about her. Yeah. And Tom, how are you doing? I mean, this today's guest is somebody that's very close to you. Um, it is. You guys were roommates uh, and, in New Jersey. And for, no, we were never lovers. And, <laughs> like, we pretended. Maybe you and forgot. Then, I mean, if you had enough tequila. But uh, we, we used to make out. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> that Tom in his, in his early times. Yes, this is a really special person. Um, she is one of my best, best, besties. One of my ride or dies. Um, has been there in a lot of dark times and has been there in all of the great times. Has in fact sucked up my erases off the floor with me. So we we're talking about shots. <laughs> like she's oh my god, we need to. I know we, <laughs> she's, she's the godmother. <laughs> we need Mirnoff. Please call us. You know, like yeah, somebody. Anyways, um, yeah. she's the godmother to my daughter, my fur baby Juliet, and she's somebody I met in New York who has always her artistic journey sort of I thought she was kind of like one of the epitome stories for this show to be an unusual creature like her journey has changed so much but her through line is that she's always been an artist in so many capacities and she never let it she strayed but she never left sort of and we're gonna let's just talk to her let's let's have a I don't have a shot but I have one but you know let's let's have a cheers and let's talk to our our guests today shall we I think we shall. I think it's time. Ms. Felicita Munoz. Oh, hello, Felicita. <laughs> hello, everybody. It's How good are to you? have you, honey. Hi. Thank you for having me. Seriously. Tom, I'm crying. <laughs> uh, already, we just started. We haven't even done shots yet. I not- know. <laughs> but what a journey we've we've all been on. And, and, and just that sentence alone speaks in volumes because it could be of any aspect of this day, this week, this year, this month, or this decade, or the last 20 years. Like, what a journey in general, in so many ways. I just have to say, I'm so very, I'm already crying. I'm already crying. <laughs> are you guys like Oprah? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, we're trying to be. We are trying to build an empire, yes. But, you know. I'm like, I'm seriously crying because I'm just so grateful. Like, I'm so grateful to still have you in my life. Thank you. Jenny, it's so nice to, like, see you again. Yeah, it's been forever and a day, hon. It's been forever and a day. I think the last time I saw you was probably 15 years ago in New Jersey. And yes. I was probably licking Dad. mind erasers off the floor with too. I mean, you know, <laughs> a lot of that whoever time made was up, a, a lot of that time up, was a blur. <laughs> whoever made up that shot should go to straight to hell. I don't even I know. know. <laughs> I don't even think it's cool anymore. Thank God, because it just made too many people sick. So, fees your journey. You are an actress, a makeup artist, a uh, a painter, and what do you call it with your, what you're doing with the store and everything? What you, that's like not window dressing or, but it is like. It, um, well, what is the I title? Would, Merchandise. I mean, 
it is window dressing, but I would I would almost call it more installation art. That's and you've also of- gone into as a big and you got into that as a big ally of the artist. So just so people know, is why we're discussing with you and where your background mm-hmm. and all your your journey is. So let's let's start. Let's 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 get to the villain story. Yeah, where is- where are you from? Where are you from originally? Because you moved to New York in '97. Where are you from originally? Originally, I'm from home. Well, okay, no, no. Originally, I'm from the Bronx, New York. Oh, okay. Oh, so you were born okay. in the. I was born in the Bronx. We lived there till I was about five. We moved to Long Island briefly. My mother decided I don't want to raise my kids here. So she moved us down to Florida near my grandmother. And where was that in Florida? So we lived in Citrus County. I'm calling it Citrus <laughs> County because there's there's different there's different cities and towns. I think where my grandmother lived was technically Inverness, but I grew up in Homosassa Springs. So North Florida. It's North ish like it's north of tampa okay. south of ocala got it i know and, exactly where that is yeah and, and no population of five yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that was the boonies i i tell people how i grew up like basically i learned how to drive a tractor before i learned how to drive a car yeah yeah <laughs> no yeah. and it's it's true i learned how to drive a tractor before i learned how to drive a car so that's well so you, were you was your family farming down there uh no we weren't farming but when i say tractor i mean just like a regular lawnmower but like but <laughs> I mean, like a big ass, but a big that's ass. That's how people lawnmower. got around town in Citrus County, Florida. <laughs> like, that's how I learned. They're like, take do- the John Deere to the bar. Well, like we did. Like, my stepdad, he had a John Deere. Like, well, yeah. And he taught, that's how I kind of learned how to drive. So I never knew that about you, Sita. I never knew that you grew up <laughs> in the middle of Florida. I did. I did. And you know what? I don't. I don't regret it for anything because like I had a very lovely childhood. I was very blessed to have a wonderful mother. I mean, she's still alive, but I shouldn't say it like that. Like, <laughs> Hello, Belinda. We love you, Belinda. Yes. She is she is great, but she was great she back is. then too. <laughs> right. But like, so I, I, I have an amazing mother um, and she eventually met, after my parents divorced, she met an amazing man who was, was a redneck. She kind of reformed him. <laughs> a reform redneck. <laughs> no, she did. It's really funny. Because when she met him, I, I shit you not. I, am I allowed to swear? Oh. Oh, yeah, fuck yes. yeah. When my mom met, met, met my stepdad, who was an amazing like influence in my life, he wore a cowboy hat, cowboy boots. He had a pistol in his glove compartment. He oh, had a Jesus. shotgun in the back of his truck. I mean, we're talking like full on like redneck. And my, my mother met him. She was like, oh, hell to the no. Those guns are going in the like a safe. Can you shoot a gun? gun? You know what? I asked him to teach me, and he told me that he was going to teach me, and he never did. You know, it it I, I made me think for a second about one of our, our past guests, um, Brie O'Connor, who grew up in the Midwest, which which influenced her life and her art so much. And we discussed about how that in the Midwest is wrongfully considered like flyover states. It's one of it's one of the terms that we've banished on this show, like as if people didn't matter there. Do you feel like a place like Homosassa is a place where artists and like elitists feel out of touch? Like life happens there. It's a small town, but it's a, but things happen. People are there with stories and truths or like what is it like there? You know, it's funny because like so growing up there in Homosassa, it mind you I've been back there since I moved out. It has changed a lot. I don't know. It, it was almost like a time capsule a little bit. Like mm. when when I was living there, it was almost like a little bit of a time capsule. I remember when I 
when I moved away, I was 18 years old. And then my mom would call me and she was like, we have an Applebee's now. Like, I am not kidding you. That's like, that's that was how, the big that was the big news about town. That was the, <laughs> that was the big news about town. And I don't think that had anything to do with I think that's what influenced me to get the fuck out. So for me growing up, I always loved to perform always when my brother and I were little kids, we used to watch solid gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, we, huh? so back in the 80s, we used to watch solid gold. And that's when we were living in the Bronx. And we used to try to recreate the dances. I wish that I was a dancer. Like I watch So You Think You Can Dance and I cry because I'm like, I wish I would have pursued that. Right. I wish I would have pursued that. Like I wish I would have been able to be a dancer and be like great like these. They're athletes. Like they're amazing. Was the arts something in your family in at that time when you were younger, everybody was like, oh, this is something you could do. Or did you think you could do? Like, how, how do you end up at AMDA from your high school and middle school time? Like, my mother, I don't know if you've ever heard her sing, but she's a beautiful singer. I did not know that. 20, really, in all these years, I did not know that. Yes, my mother is a beautiful singer. She has a beautiful voice and she always wanted to be a singer. Us kids ruined her. <laughs> and, and you, <laughs> you, did you think you ruined her? Like, no. Is, like, that her, is that her actual opinion or is that no I think a lot what went on with my mom is a lot with what I went through being a Latina there is a lot of back then I mean now I'm I'm 43 years old and back then there was a lot of pressure to be white mm-hmm. and be perfect you know what mm-hmm. I mean my mom like, my mom was always keeping up with the Joneses like my name is Jenny my I do not have a Latina first name because my mom's like nope you need to sound like a white girl she taught me Spanish but she's like don't speak it in front of the whites right <laughs> and, and I I had a grandmother who always said I was fat oh mine mm. too and I was never fat like I was always you know I mean I I'm thick you know what I mean but I'm not fat by any means of you know what I mean I'm not obese and I think that's part of the reason why I gave up on acting when I did because I never felt comfortable in my skin that's funny that I want this is not funny but it correlates with actually something we spoke to because you've battled body dysmorphia yes yourself so and it was so I mean there's so much to break open here (laughs) like let's let me bring it to were you at a time (laughs) so were you guys the, the so well, first of all, are you guys first, who's first generation American? Uh, your grandmother, your mother, you? It's kind of mixed. So my grandmother came to the country in like, I guess the 40s. So she, my grandmother was first generation, but I think my grandfather was second generation. So my mother was, I guess, second generation and I I don't know. Like, I don't even know the timeline. Like, I don't even think my mother really knows. And then my father, I think my father was born in Puerto Rico and then came over here. But my father was very Americanized. You know what I mean? At that point, like, he was already Americanized. Yeah, because he came when he was young. Yeah, he was pretty young. In Homosassa, were you guys the only Latin family? Like, how many Latinos did you see in in Florida at that time? Um, Not many. My graduating class, there was maybe four of us in my graduating class. Okay. I guess not zero. better better than just one, I guess. So I never learned Spanish growing up. I always identified and and I still identify myself as white because you know, I'm a very, um, I don't, I don't even tan that well anymore. Like now, that I've gotten <laughs> old, no, it's weird. Like now that I've gotten older, I don't even tan that well. Like I 
burn. Um, I mean, you know, Latinos are diverse in that sense. We, we can be Mediterranean, we can be Afro-Latino, we can be mixed of all kinds, lots of indigenous blood. We can also just be white European, you know, it's all over the map. No, and that's, that's one of the things that I remember when I was studying acting, when I had like a film class, there was a teacher who was just like, you know what? He was like, you are so diverse. He's like, you're just racially ambiguous. He's like, we don't yeah. know what you could be. Oh, and yeah, that, I remember that. that. Every, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just hard to put you in the box they want to put you in, too. They're like, oh, we, you can't, you, you, we don't know if we can cast you as a, as a Latina. We don't know if we can cast you as a white girl. Like, and that's, you know, like I have to give kudos to Jennifer Lopez and to like America Ferreira. You know what I mean? Like, who have like part of the reason why I didn't pursue it is because I never felt comfortable in my skin. And then years later, now you start seeing like these women like really, you know, paving the way. Mm. You know, so it almost makes me feel a little bit hopeful like maybe i can get a later start in life yes girl you never it's know. never too late it's never i, I mean it's so, never too late well so you you went to amda after high school so you moved to new york after high school why amda why new york all right so i was 18 years old i was getting scouted actually for colleges because i used to run cross country and i was doing really well oh okay so i, I actually know that oh wow. you didn't know that oh okay no oh and for those of you who don't know amda is the american academy of music and drama and it is a school that dramatic a lot arts, of yeah. yeah of dramatic arts that a lot of hopefuls a lot of artistic hopefuls moved to new york to attend but yes go ahead see that yeah so I, I was i was getting scouted for um cross country running and I could have gone to college and had that whole college experience. But I felt suffocated in Homosassa Springs, Florida. And I remember I got this little this little thing in the mail and it said AMDA, the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. And it said New York City. And I was like, that's where I'm going. I didn't think about I didn't do my research. I mean, back then, but also there was no internet. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my god don't date us like that oh my god there was <laughs> there was AOL <laughs> there wasn't Google yet well, like, it wasn't the same yeah we didn't have it in our house we didn't have internet like I grew up on a dirt road guys I told you from the beginning I learned how to drive a tractor before I learned how to drive a car then, wow. we did not have internet no so I get this thing in the mail and it said AMDA on it I was just coming off of doing like a can't remember what play I just did it might have been like the Wizard of Oz, and of course I play Dorothy because I look like Dorothy. Well, and of course it's also people should know that, that something we've forgotten. Like Felicita also is a singer and has a gorgeous voice Thank you. as well. And that was something we forgot to she mention. Got it from her so, mama. We got mama. it from her mama. Yeah, so. Um, so you being Dorothy makes sense, yes. So like you I, so you packed your bags and you went to New York City. Pretty much. Uh, like I didn't have I a good that. I did not have a good experience in high school. A lot of girls were very mean to me. And so that's why I think I just really wanted to get out of there. And what so what was Amda like? At first it was a breath of fresh air. And I mm. think New York was the breath of fresh air. Absolutely. Was Amda welcoming? No, Amda was very welcoming. Um, my my first, I'll give you her first name. Her name her name is Marin. She reminded me of like Barbara Streisand. Like her voice is so amazing, and she should be on your season two. But because <laughs> I I really do, I feel like she's still singing. Um, and so she was my first roommate, and I just loved having her as a roommate. The experience of going to AMDA and living in a dorm 
for the very first time. It's not a dorm, like a hostel or a halfway house for others. <laughs> so this is my experience. I get to AMDA. I'm paying money to live in this space. And it was the Belle Claire, which was on 77th and Broadway. I don't think it's there anymore. I'm not sure. And it literally, it was myself and Marin in one room. And then down the hall, there was this old man, obviously didn't go to AMTA. And, <laughs> and we shared a bathroom. Oh my God, really? All the money that AMDA charges even then, and it wasn't a fully, the whole building wasn't just the school? No, it was crazy. So I remember one time we were, I think it was like a Saturday or something like that. I just wanted to relax or whatever. I had to go to the bathroom. I can't remember what his name was, but he he was a super sweet old man. He's like, why don't you go first? Because I'm going to be a while. And I'm like, that's a New York story for that. If I ever heard one, (laughs) it gets better. It gets better. He said, he said, I have to empty all my urinals. Plural. So basically what he would do to avoid using the bed, he would pee in bottles. And then once a week, he would dump them out in the toilet and then clean them out in the tub. Ladies and gentlemen. My God. Welcome to. This, New York. This is an artist's life in New York. This might be, this is the epitome of an artist's life in New York. Am I wrong, Jenny? Like, this is. No, like, no, like, no. Like, that sounds I about mean, right to me. This is. <laughs> my first apartment in New York had five foot ceilings. So every time I'd get out of bed, I would hit my head on the ceiling. So. But, <laughs> but it certainly wasn't, it was nothing compared to emptying out his I'm, urinals once a week. You're paying an institution I'm, charging I'm, you money. I'm still, I'm still paying off that student loan. <laughs> the urinal loan. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. So AMDA, we're doing it. We're in New York City. We are so, absolutely living the New York City life. Welcome to showering with flip-flops on. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to... I did that in drama school too, though. So yeah, I hear you. I hear you. It's like, welcome to going to the bathroom and having to spray the toilet down before you sit. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So I remember once we were given an assignment to study people. And what greater place to study people than... It's like college kids in a loony bin, like legit. No, Why is it that I'm like seeing like young, impressionable fellacy trusting people to walk up to a schizophrenic being like can i study you (laughs) no but you basically were like so i remember the one study i did it was this it was this woman named taz we called her taz because she sounded like the tasmanian devil (laughs) oh jeez! i know it was so sad and she like in the middle of summer she would wear like a fur coat and she had like her granny cart with all of her belongings in it and she like put her lipstick like you guys can just picture it just close your eyes and picture her lipstick all over her face missing the lines of her mouth and then like her eyeliner like literally all over like it looked like she never washed her face that she just kept reapplying and reapplying and reapplying and she was you can tell she was a nice human being and it was you know it was very sad and it's like it's thinking about that now and everything that's going on in the world right now and all the stuff that i've seen with mental illness it just it makes me very sad that we don't have a really good way to help people like taz yeah, yeah thank you i hear Sorry. you i hear you see that no it's okay 
okay. It's okay. No, 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 no. I'm I'm digressing. I'm very much like a Sophia. <laughs> well, so so you so you so so you went with the the idea of studying acting. Like, so how long did you pursue that? Not long. And why? Okay, so. When I went to AMDA, I went to study musical theater. I am not a musical theater person. Like, I well, do. Why? What made you think? That, so did the art, like, did that particular, like, art, as we'll, as we'll discuss, has always been a through line for you in your life. But why act, like, why did you think this was it? And when, when did you realize, oh, this wasn't it? To be quite honest with you, I think AMDA really beat me up and spit me out. And I think in a weird way, maybe I just didn't want it enough. That makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like You I have think- to want it like real bad to do it. Because it and is I mean, like, not like, fucking easy. It's not fucking easy. And I watched someone like Jennifer Lopez. And I remember I had a conversation with one of my best friends years ago. And we were, and she's a Latina as well. And we both like looked at each other. We're like, why not us? You know, she said to me, she was like, because we didn't want it bad enough. You have to want it bad enough where you're willing to live in your fucking car. Like you're, you have to be willing to eat dirt to fill your stomach. And I wasn't willing Mm. to do that. I wasn't willing to do that. And also part of the reason why AMDA spit me up was because I had a roommate and she and I were in the same class together and they would constantly confuse the two of us together. And I thought, I didn't think she was a good singer. It was one of those where just like, they're just where they were just taking people's money. Like they would always pair us together because we looked good together because we were both ethnic. Like I got tired of being compared to her. And I think that kind of, I don't know, a big thing about acting and, being a performer in general is ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when it's part of it. Ego, right. It's a big part of it. Like when your ego gets bruised, then it kind of like shuts you down. And that makes sense why a lot of actors and singers and they commit suicide because they can't mm-hmm. handle the pressure. You know what I mean? It makes a lot of sense to me. It's very, very sad. And I feel like there should be like a platform for actors and performers and singers to be able to talk about, you know, how they feel and why they feel the way that they feel so i really congratulate you guys for this because this is a platform no oh, well, thank you thank well, you see that, and then i mean i and i appreciate too like because i think when tom and i started the podcast like it's the podcast is about artists that stay or stray from the arts part of the creative journey in general is that some it's never a linear path right tom stuck with it i strayed i still made stuff though i was always making stuff and i think we talked about this in the icebreaker that you if you're a creative person like you never you always have to find a creative outlet after you said "Mm, I don't think I want this bad enough I've been beaten down like this is not you still stayed doing working in some creative mediums what did you do after acting you stayed in New York you stayed in the area why New York yeah yeah what was your path after that like where did you end so here's the thing part of the reason why I was beaten down because I was an abusive relationship when I was 19 years old he was my first ever boyfriend so I I went to AMDA I was 18 by the time I graduated I was 19 because it was only like an 18 month program or whatever so he was part of the reason why I was so beaten down and but we don't need to talk about that that's for I can relate to that girl (laughs) if you want to talk about listen that's part of the problem with a lot of people a lot of artists is like falling into to predators and people and falling into the to to their stories of how you're not worthy and the things that they do to us and because we're not strong enough at that point to like stand and say i am i am worthy you know and that i mean that yes that was a big deal that was a big part of it he made me feel like i wasn't worthy so i 
think I just never continued to pursue acting because I didn't feel like I was worthy. Wow. This is like a therapy session. You're in a safe place. (laughs) I know I'm in a safe place. And thank you very much. So after that, how I strayed. Yeah, I just I got away from acting for a while. Like, I tried to form a um, I don't know if I ever told you this, Tom. You know my friend Gil. Like we started a uh Yes, hello Gil. We'd like to have him as a future guest. Hello Gil. Oh, Gil. you should. You should. But we actually started a uh, theater company for a little bit. Uh you mentioned I remember Matt. Yes. We did. We we started a theater company for a little bit. Unfortunately, it was like you know, I was waiting tables. I didn't have the money. That's a big part because we were funding it ourselves and we didn't know what to do. I feel like somebody somewhere out there has like a video recording of the show that we did because it's freaking hilarious. (laughs) Like I found out that I have a knack for comedy and I didn't realize that I did. I found that out when I was doing this show because we did like this. We did this show. It was basically it was mostly improv like we just had like a loose outline and it was so much fun and we did it for like a week or two weeks but again we had to pay for the theater and pay for you know so it was well that's always the problem is is especially with artists is we never have the money right. we always have to find the money you know right and people don't people don't realize that like especially if you want to make your own stuff which like you have to make your own stuff you cannot let other people dictate that for you like there's only so many auditions you can go on you just have to make your own shit but it, it's super expensive. It's super expensive. And that I feel like a lot of these people who have made it that would generally not make it, it's because they've made their own stuff. One of my superheroes, I have to say, I love James Corden. I don't know if you guys know him. He does the Late Late Show. Uh, of course, yeah, of, yes, course. of course. He did the show. I don't know if you guys ever seen it. It's called Gavin and Stacey. He created that show. Right back in yeah, that's yeah. that's that's what we're talking about. It's like if you don't sometimes if you just don't just do it, like suck it up and just do it. Like sometimes it's not going to happen for you. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So when you're you're toiling around New York, and it's funny, I will say to people, it's unfortunate that you did not stick with pursuing acting. Although she's seen my readings, um, she hasn't been in any. <laughs> properly but i remember the first time we were sitting at the kitchen table and i we had people over and she was just gonna listen and somebody didn't show up and like she stepped in to read a part and i, I like i wish this was on video because my face literally she started reading and i just was like a slow turn i'm like and you were like what later i'm like well you can actually act because there's a lot of people who are like no i can act i can do this but like you can friends neither here nor there but it's sad that you like Thank left you. that behind but that's okay you but you found other ways because art has always been a force for you yes it has been a force for me it's, it's a um, big force it's a big life force for you it did you would you say art chooses you yeah <laughs> so, because, so no what happens so you so you leave and you leave acting behind we wait tables together and drink liquid mind erasers off the floor everywhere <laughs> and then you end up in makeup it's a whole another beautiful genre that people don't seem to forget it is it is it is an artistry oh absolutely yeah ways. makeup artists are it's it's an awesome career i ended up in makeup and i ended up in makeup because i wanted to create i wanted to create characters um because you couldn't stop creating i i still can't We'll get to that to the next segment. Yeah, like, so I wanted to create characters and I love movies. It's just, it was a way for me to just be on set. However, what they don't tell you when you do that is that you don't get paid right away. And is, what's funny is that another through line through all of these episodes, we've spoken to writers, actors, photographers, photographers, musicians. Now, 
a makeup artist. Nobody, why are none of us getting fucking paid? Who is getting paid? Because we're all looking at each other like, this bitch must be getting paid. But now you're not getting paid either. Like, who's getting paid? Nobody's getting paid. It's so, I mean, it's so hard. It's not like you get paid. If you're a makeup artist, really the only way to get paid is if you're like doing brides, you know, like, and I didn't want to do that. And that's kind of why I stopped being a makeup because everybody was just like, oh, well, you can do bridal. I I don't want to fucking do bridal. (laughs) That's not not fun to me. That's not creative. Nothing wrong with it, but it's just not for you. There is nothing wrong with it. No, because somebody has to do it. But that's not for me. Like the whole reason why I wanted to do makeup is because I wanted to create a character. So then I decided to move to Florida for a little bit. And I went to a school that I thought was going to teach me special effects. Well, let's say at first, let's say first for the duration of New York, you did not normal makeup. I I don't know how to phrase it. You did makeup like on regular people, on drag queens. You would go to sets. You did my makeup for my headshots when the photographer hired. Like I referred you and you did a whole day of, remember that day? Like, and and there was like a list of people and I was the last, but you just, you did, I guess I would say normal makeup. So you were doing this and you were, you were being, I remember you being hired out for sets and things. So when, so the time comes that you want to, you're like, I'm going to also learn movie makeup. Right. Was that the Yeah, so that's that's what brought me brought me down to Florida. And they didn't teach you effects makeup. No. What did they teach you? Oh, oh where did you go? It's not they changed the name because so many people I think tried to sue them. So well think- you because yeah, because you became like an activist. Yeah, I remember. Tell the story. Go ahead. I ended up getting I ended up getting half of my money back. Oh good. I can't I can't honestly I can't even remember what it's called because they like I said, they changed the name and I don't I don't want to get sued. So yeah, let's not talk about that. The one thing I do have to say is so I I learned aesthetics you were supposed to learn the you had a whole program you had to learn skincare and then secondary was makeup I didn't know that going in it was very false what they told they told me it was that I was going to a makeup school and I was going to learn special effects makeup it was mostly skincare driven and then like our makeup artist teacher she was very lazy and didn't teach us any special effects makeup so at some point myself and my other classmates were super pissed off because we were like look this is what we're paying for and we haven't learned any of this like I don't know how to put on prosthetics I don't know how to put on like make like we were supposed to learn how to make beards and and do like all this like cool shit I didn't know how to do any of that and I'm just like I could learn this from YouTube like why am I paying all this money but here's big fan of YouTube University (laughs) yeah I'm I'm like graduate seriously I could have literally saved myself a, a bunch of money and not gone down there. However, I will have to say this because I went down there and I ended up living with my dad and my stepmom that I ended up developing a good relationship with the two of them. So money well spent in my book. Mm-hmm. I like that. And you yeah. still busted your ass because you didn't go down there. You still worked when you that you went down there and found a waiting job on the side. I did. And so like, you know, made sure like this wasn't for free. This was still a hardship. Yeah. Because you wanted you wanted to learn this so badly. Well, also, I mean, I was hoping that I would go down there and I thought I would be, I thought I would like make a bunch of money and come back with a bunch of money so I can come back to New York or come back up here in Jersey City and be able to take not have to work and have all my you know, my rent paid for a couple of months. That didn't happen. Living in Orlando oh, God. in the summertime, that's not the time that you, yeah. there is money to be made there. Not in the summer. 
Right, like right, you, you right. You need to go in the winter. Like if you want to save up some money, that's when you need to go. So you go to this and you realize like this isn't what you want to do. Clearly you've made your way back to New Jersey. Like did, how long were you a makeup artist? And then was it the school? Was it that school that you're like, fuck this then? If I'm never going to make money doing this, I'm going to pivot again in my creative career? So I started to realize that I can just do stuff on my own. But when I came back to New York, I was broke. You, no, you've I'm always a, been a hustler and a worker. And I'm not a lazy person, but at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to live on the street. Like, I don't care how bad I want it. Like, I'm not living out on the street. And that's yeah. not a lot to ask, you know, like. <laughs> artists, yeah, artists shouldn't have to live on the street in order for this to to like okay night like that's that's not part of paying the dues i don't think right you know it I, shouldn't I be it shouldn't be there's you no know. other career that's like oh you want to go into finance you have to sleep in your car for a little while like, like no. you know oh you want to be a veterinarian you're gonna have to sleep in your car for a little while it's like fuck you yeah, no you know no. like why is our work any less worthy you know no i agree i agree with you so, yeah, the, so the transition was i get back to jersey city i didn't have any money fortunately enough i was dating someone who let me stay at his house and I would Airbnb my apartment. So I would Airbnb my apartment, stay with him. And I remember like I would cry to him all the time because he he was a photographer. So he he got it. He understood the artist. You know, he knew why I was depressed. He knew why I was upset. He once set up like a, a makeup thing and he shot it for me. And he was like, he's like, you just need to do makeup and feel better. He was like, I'll help you, you know, whatever. Long story short, we ended up breaking up, but I did start working as a bartender again. It was weird because when I came back, I didn't mind it because I was working in a hotel and I was actually, I was the only bartender. My boss was like never there. So it was nice because I was pretty much my own person or whatever. Eventually I ended up getting fired. But then I got the job at the store at Morley's. So you t- yeah, so for everybody who's listening, so you took a turn and went to retail, which retail. all of us as artists are like, oh my God, retail, like your scar your skin <gasps> starts to cringe. But you took a different but Morley's in downtown Jersey City. Near, near off the Grove Street path stop. <laughs> you went there and and in your art evolves how well i started doing the windows that's cool i started creating the windows and my windows tell the story but not also just the windows and i know the pandemic has hindered a lot but even before the pandemic like you your cause was to reach out to local artists and have local artists be the spotlight in these windows. Yeah. And what's Morley's is Morley's like a, is it like a department store, like an old school department store? The store has been there since 1965. So we are 57 years old. Um, It's been evolving and changing. Yeah. We sell men's, women's, kids, shoes, outerwear. I love being part of like a family. And that's what it feels like to me. And what Tom was talking about, like pre-pandemic, we we started doing reaching out to local artists and making the store like an outdoor gallery. Oh, cool. Because so there's so basically there's there's the, the storefront window, right? You know, where you display all of your merchandise. So we started mixing our merchandise with people's artwork. So then it became like an, almost like an attraction. And I remember the best comment, like I was, I was literally just standing outside one day and I heard people walking by like, oh my God, I love their windows so much. It looks like Macy's. And that just made me feel like you have no idea how that made me feel. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Because I, I have dreams about my windows. 
windows. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in a quick question. Like I'm, that's something visually, cause I have no graphic designer eye, you know, like how, what do you, like, how does somebody start with a, a blank canvas as a, as like just a window? Is it just organic? Is it just like, this is comes in my head. And so it usually starts up with some sort of theme and then I go with the theme. Unfortunately, the last year and a half, I haven't had an artist to work with. We're starting to now bring back an artist, which is awesome. Mm. I'm super excited about that. My current thing that I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to do urban barbecue. It's very ambitious, but I'm going (laughs) to do, no, I'm going to do like brick, like I'm going to get that wallpaper that looks like brick. Mm-hmm. and put that on the wall and get like a little barbecue grill. I've been in talks with the local uh, beer company to create labels and have like, cause, so basically I want to bring back shop local, like stuff like that. So I want to like display their like beer with our with our little like logo on it. That's kind of my idea. Fun. So, That's um, exciting. Yeah, I don't think so I've ever met a, a window merchandiser. So it's like right now I did like my spring window was, um, it was just very, clouds and like rainbows i have a little baby yoda i put in the window i mean it it brings it brings attention to the store but also working with the store people just want people up here especially people want fun and light and happy and anything i can do to make somebody laugh like even if it's just putting the baby yoda in the window if it makes somebody laugh Especially the kids, because we get so many kids that come into the store. Like, yeah. that makes my day. Yeah, mission accomplished. That sounds like, that's, great. That's the biggest part of my day. But and you also you have a you have, is that all from a painter's eye? Like, because so Fee would paint on the walls in our apartments. Yeah, and actually had the landlord take a section of the wall off to yes. take to her new apartment because she did a fabulous painting. So you have always found a through line in a way. Yes. To always be an artist. Yes. I think it's what you said to me earlier that art calls me. It calls me. Like, I do paint. I still paint. I don't know if I'm good at it. I don't know. You are. You are. And yes. Thank you. Maybe it's something that has to do with makeup or whatever, but I paint with my hands. So basically, I do glorified finger painting. You still do Um, makeup? No, I don't. I'm not saying that I wouldn't. Like, I still have makeup. I still have my brushes. Like, it's so if someone was like, hey, can you like work on this set with me? I'll be like, sure, I can do it for you because it's not a skill that you lose. Like, it's, it's not something that you lose. Like, it's like riding a bicycle. Like, art is never something that you lose. Acting is something that you, you don't lose. It's like if Tom said to me right now, hey, can you read for this part? Sure. It's, it's ingrained in you. I think totally. when you're an artist, it's something that's just absolutely ingrained in you and you don't forget it. After all this time, after everything, <clears throat> you're a smart, beautiful woman, a, a be- person. It doesn't matter what, how you identify. You've been through all these iterations. You look back at that girl at Homosassa Springs following art. Because you followed your art. You followed artistry. Do you regret it? Is there, could you have gone back and done something else? Could you be something else? Or did I make the wrong choice? I think I don't like to live with regrets. I don't like to say that I have regrets. But I think my biggest regret was not trying hard enough. Because I really think I really could have been something special. I mean, I am special. Yeah, of course. <laughs> let's, let's not. Let's not. Obviously. Obviously. Yes. Thank you. But I think I really, I, I really could have tried harder. Because I, I know I, I have the talent. I still mm-hmm. have the talent. 
Of course you do. And I'm There's still no reason why the- you can't get up and go do it, girl. I know I you're mean, doing I- it. I know you're doing it at Morley's, creating and making beautiful art for your neighborhood and your community. You know, I mean, I try. And so different- Felicita, can anybody find, um, let's shameless plug a little bit. Can anybody find any of your work online or right now people should just come visit you at Morley's and ooh and ah at your beautiful windows? Some people should, for right now, just people should visit me like ooh and ah at my beautiful windows. I haven't, <laughs> you know, I just trying to make the transition into being like an artist. I don't think I'm quite confident yet. Um, I think that's my biggest problem. And I think well, a different, a different type of artist. Exactly. Being a different type of artist. I, I don't think I'm quite confident yet. And I think really appreciate you guys because this is sort of helping my confidence a little bit. Good. Absolutely. You should get out there and keep doing it. Every anything. If there's anything we've learned about the podcast, it's the best thing you can do is do is just do. And just put it out there and don't stop. The only, the only people that get in our way are ourselves. No, and that's true. You're absolutely right. Like I would love to have like another interview six months from now. And I know I feel like in six months from now, I'll be a lot different. You know what I, I mean? I hope so. And I hope you're selling all your shit on Etsy and you have beautiful crystal paintings hung on people's walls all over the world. <laughs> oh my God, I would love <laughs> Morley's is just stopping traffic because you have so many incredible artists working with you on the windows as well. I yes. would love that. That'd be absolutely amazing. Well, Felicita. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us uh, and doing this and, and being so vulnerable and willing to speak with us and hang out with us. And you're an artist through and through. And I'm so, I, I, you're like the epitome of what this idea was kind of about. It's always just going to be there no matter where you take it, no matter where you leave it, no matter how you change it. Absolutely. I, I love that. Thank you, Sita. This was, this was wonderful. It was so good to see you again. And thank you so much for taking the time to chit chat with us. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So thank you, Fee, for joining us. Happy birthday, Fee. Thank you, everyone. Belated yes. for week, Sita. You can find fellow Sita in downtown Jersey City at Morley's. And um, yeah, everyone have a really great week. Do Thank good you so much, everybody. Feel free to shoot us an email at unusualcreaturespod at gmail.com. Subscribe. Tell your friends. You know the drill. You know how podcasts work by now. Thank you so, so much. Tom, I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Unusual Creatures. We love telling the stories of these creatives, and we hope you love listening to them. You know the drill. Subscriber, you love listening to pods. Send links to your friends and tell everyone you know about this show. And I mean everyone. Counting the minutes until we meet again. And keep being unusual creatures.